0: They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Benji. Hi Kids. For kids by kids. What's up kids? Welcome to the Hi Kids show on 101.9 Hi FM. Thank you for choosing Hi Kids. as your sh- as your radio show for today. My name is Benji and I'm 11 years old. I'll be hosting for you today. This is Hi Kids. For kids Hi kids. Coming up on Chai Kids Day, I'll be interviewing Seppo Maimani, civil engineer and project manager at the Johannesburg Road Agency. So stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM to find out more about what he does. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth, general knowledge question to challenge your thinking, and at the end of the show, listen out for Montgomery Jones and the search for the lost world of fantasy stories audiobooks they are super fun to listen to you can also get the full stories on Miststop productions channel on youtube or on the website www.miststopproductions.com. so stay tuned you don't want to miss this kid's show here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family the SMS number is 34519 and is charged at one rand 50 You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very interesting show on ha Kids today. Hi Kids. For Kids by Kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is... Benji. This is Chai Kids. For Kids by Kids. My name is Benji and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Seppel Maimani, civil engineer and project manager at the Johannesburg Road Road Agency, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today, and it's a short sharp shock, a big black block. I repeat, a short sharp shock, a big black block. A bit later I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. I have a general knowledge question to challenge your thinking, here it is. What is the main ingredient in guacamole? So send your answers to three four five one nine or telegram to 061-895-1019. I have templed my money in studio in with me in studio today. So send your questions to three four five one nine or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Sapo.
1: Good afternoon, Benji.
0: Okay, I'm just going gonna, gonna to start with some questions. What does the JRA do?
1: Well, uh, thank you very much, Benji. Um, thank you for the interview. I hope the kids are listening and, and they're going to enjoy the show. Well, um, the JRA is an entity of the um, city of Joburg. You know, in every area you have... A municipality. So a municipality would set up companies that would manage certain services, for example the road services, the water uh, services, and electrical services. So the Johannesburg Roads Agency is responsible for managing anything that is related to roads, anything that is related to bridges, anything that is related to stormwater management systems, and so forth
0: so you guys manage anything that people travel across
1: that's correct but that should be within the city of joburg since we are now talking about the Johannesburg road agency
0: okay and um are there any other organizations that manage roads in joburg besides the jra
1: there are there's one called sundral you might have heard of the company
0: okay.
1: it manages um, mainly provincial roads and national roads so okay. the M1 for example is a, is a municipal road which means that it's mainly managed by the municipality which is the city of Chobek. but Sunral would manage a road like N1 and you know N4 network okay. here, right here
0: Okay. and who or and is it the city of joburg mainly that manages the jra or is or is there a different power that manages it
1: it is the city of joburg that actually okay. manages uh, okay. jra
0: and um was the jra founded as its own entity or was it founded by the jra That's i mean a- sorry the city of Joburg
1: that's a smart question for your age, Benji. <laughs> that's a very good question. um well, it was founded by the city of Joburg okay and it is an entity it is an entity um that was uh, instituted by the city of Joburg
0: okay yeah. and when was it founded
1: i am uh, I would have to come back to you with that question. That's a very good question. Uh, but I know for a fact that most of us have been working for the JRA for more than 20 years. Okay. So it should be way older than 20 years.
0: And um, is it this, is City of Joburg connected, is connected to the government?
1: It is definitely connected to the government. Uh, it the resides. The government
0: controls any, everything.
1: That's correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and... Is it only JRA or do you Johannesburg or have you guys done anything in not manage, managing managing roads necessarily, but any other events that you've done in other cities?
1: All right. Um, well, unfortunately, we we only restricted to work within the okay. city of Joburg. Okay. We we sometimes interact with other. Entities, government entities. Uh, for example, in certain cases, we have worked with Sunral, um, but that was years ago, and so forth.
0: Okay. And um, how, because Joburg is a gigantic city, Correct. <laughs> how, how often can you, or how often do you man- maintain those roads?
1: All right. Um, you know, to maintain roads, uh, mm-hmm. you need something...
0: Or how long you go, like service and Correct. repair them. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, so the proper way of managing roads is to create something called the pavement management system. So it's like a program that, uh, that you follow in order to determine at what time you should be maintaining a particular road. So that program would sort of create prioritizations of different roads, of different classes, and so forth. And then uh, the teams would be sent out to investigate those roads once they reach their sort of an expiry time. So every road has its own expiry time, expected expiry time. Sometimes we are lucky. Some of the roads go beyond the expiry time. Sometimes we're not. So some roads may be designed for 10 years, some roads may be designed for uh, 15 years, some roads may be designed for 20 years. So we go, uh, we follow that program in order to follow up on the, on the repairs that we may need to do. Above all of that, we still have to inspect on a daily basis through our depots uh they go through the roads and then try to find if there are any urgent potholes that they need to attend to and so forth.
0: Okay. And um are there any very specific problems that you guys see uh, that occur very often?
1: Well, I'm sure you might have known Pottles. that uh, potholes is number 1, of course. <laughs> so Benji um one of the problems um, that we have uh, in the Johannesburg Road agency is vandalization. So unfortunately, we have people who are involved in criminal activities, okay. and they unfortunately vandalize or even destroy some of the existing services. For example, we've had problems where they still um, we try to install UPS batteries uh, for, for the traffic lights, and then they installed them and so forth. So, at this point in time, we are thinking about less than 1% of battery-operated traffic lights because of that. So that's problem number one. The first problem that we have is that we have people who've the services, and um unfortunately, we have to use the taxpayers' money to repair the same services, which is quite wasteful. So that's that's one problem we need to deal with as a country.
0: So, um... When are majority of robots battery powered?
1: Not majority. There's okay. less than one percent of um uh,
0: In the whole not country the, the,
1: not the whole country. The whole city of Jobek okay. areas. Yeah.
0: Would um if vandalization and criminal activity with those battery with those batteries yeah. would that improve um uh equipment that you that you can use during load shedding.
1: Well um just remember this there's a difference between what load shedding where load shedding comes from, which is um more on electricity related okay. issues and then the roads agency deals more with road related okay issues. I understand that obviously we still use electricity for the traffic lights and so forth. But, uh, if there is, uh, a problem that has to do with electricities, uh, city power would deal with it or ESCOM would deal with it. But, uh, if there's a program, problem that has to do with traffic lights, we would specifically send our teams to deal with that problem. Okay. So, um, see that the, the challenge that we have most of the time is that if there is no if like now uh we've been experiencing a lot of load shedding. So uh the challenge that we have is that um we would have to really compromise traffic flow, which means that I'm sure all of you have experienced it, which means that there will be slow driving and so forth and someone has to be patient.
0: Okay. And um how are potholes even formed?
1: There are several possibilities, and I'm gonna have to be honest with you Engineers have to be honest so there are cases where you know what people call tar yes actually we don't even use tar anymore because it was detrimental to our health, so we're using bitumen um, this is what gives the you know the black color on the on the road
0: okay right?
1: so um if that I'll call it a glue. You know, in civil engineering language, we call it a binder, a bitumen binder. But I'll call it a glue, a black glue. All right. So if the black glue somehow disintegrates and it could disintegrate for different reasons, it could be disintegrating because there was a bit of underdesign. Maybe there was a miscalculation because we do calculate how much of it should be put for a particular size of stone. All right, so, if you have a big stone a bigger stone, you might have to calculate the liters that one would have to apply you know on the road so if there are weak points, for example, where there's possibility of ingress of water to you know ingress of water towards the underneath layers of the road, that's when a pothole would develop,
0: okay, and um do i'm i'm sure other countries have this problem right correct why why is it us specifically that have the reputation of like the pothole country
1: um you know i've i've um i've watched a lot of documentaries okay. uh, and i've traveled a bit i've been to dubai um you know mm. i've been so what I realize is that um just about every country has portions of their country that ha- that has less number of potholes and it has portions that have higher number of potholes. So you'd find that, you know, um I mean on my way to home I hardly come across potholes. But if I go to other areas, um that are closer to rivers, that are closer to the rather there you know, areas that have a higher slope percentage, maybe they are steep, they are a bit steepy, and so forth, you'd see that there's a lot of problems there. So it's not that all throughout, you know, city of Joburg we have potholes. There are areas that hardly have potholes. For example, when was the last time you saw a pothole on the M1? I mean,
0: there's a pothole right outside my house, but...
1: We can deal with that okay. later. Yeah.
0: Um, we have just got a question. Yeah. Why, do, why do they keep installing robots instead of traffic circles? Because traffic circles do, don't need electricity, doesn't need maintenance, and don't need much money to set up. From Marco the Gent.
1: All right. That's a very good question. So the determination of the type of um, traffic calming measures or traffic control measures. it is um, It must emanate from traffic engineering determinations. I hope I don't sound too technical. So w- under the civil engineering umbrella, we have traffic engineers, so they would have sat down and determined if it's necessary to put in, for example, a roundabout as opposed to traffic lights, or they would determine if it's necessary to put in a stop as opposed to traffic lights and so forth so the advantage of traffic lights is that they maintain flow for as long as there is adequate um, obviously if there's electricity and so forth they maintain uh, uh, traffic flow so the intention is that from intersection to intersection there should be continuity of flow of cars because by the time Say a particular car reaches the intersection. That particular car should have, should be arriving more or less at the time it is about to be green so that there's continuity. So the idea behind robots is that we, we want to get rid of stoppages and get people transported as much as possible. So uh, with regards to roundabouts, roundabouts are more about safety. Uh, They are more about we're trying to uh increase safety by slowing cars for example because when you approach a roundabout you're going to have to slow your your uh you know your speed but if you have robots there's going to be more continuity so it just depends uh, in certain areas for example where there are children we recommend that roundabouts be used because we want to be careful we want to avoid uh cars knocking off children off the road uh, uh, you know which is something that we don't want to see
0: Okay. I hope I hope that answered your question, Marco, and get let's get back to our questions. Now, um in South Africa, why are well not majority but why are there still loads of potholes that haven't been repaired yet?
1: That's a good question, Benji. You know, um I I'm Working for the Johannesburg Road Agency. However, um, I will try to just share a little bit of my experience with regards to your question. Okay. So, uh, the first problem that we have is funding, all right? So, um, every company or agency or government entity has to be funded. And obviously, funding has to come from someone, all right? So, in the case of the Johannesburg Road Agency, we rely on funding from rate payers, rates and taxes payers, all right? So um, if the residents pay the rates and taxes, we are able to use those funds to attend to as many potholes as possible, and we are even able to buy the necessary equipment that will help us basically attend to all the all their, um, distresses that the roads experience.
0: Okay, and um, uh, do they occur? Do do you ever have a situation where you repair a pothole, mm-hmm. and it comes back after being uh, being repaired? Because before this interview, I'm looking at it, and I started to think if they get repaired and they get maintained on. Let's say a pretty regular basis. What, do they keep recurring? Because there are so many.
1: Okay. Um, you know, the rate at which we can attend to, um, potholes relies so much on funding, as I said earlier. So the more funding we have, the, more, the faster we will be in, a, in being able to attend to the, the, you know, the repair of potholes. But just to answer your question about re-repairing something um, and, you know, fixing something for the second time and so forth, so just like any other technology, there are quality measures and so forth that one needs to follow, but it so happens that sometimes uh, people don't follow those procedures sometimes, and then we would have to really re-fix that problem. It's, it happens, and you know this is um, this is not something that is not common when you deal with natural material you know the problem with natural, natural material is that they expand and they contract and so forth so and they, they experience different reactions because of heat because of uh water because of atmospheric pressure and so forth so there are many different reasons and possibilities why you would have a problem on for example a pothole that keeps on recurring. So the idea is that an engineer has to find the root cause of the problem. So the root cause of the problem is not not always uh, one reason. There are multiple reasons why one would have uh, a pothole recurring. Okay, So uh, one of the examples I gave earlier is the fact is that black glue that I was referring to, if it's disintegrated or if there's uh, a little hole around it, or rather a little hole in it because it's glue, then water would get in and then water would begin to be Disintegrate it. I beg your pardon?
0: And then the water would get in That's and correct. destroy that binder. That's correct, yeah. Okay.
1: Rather, it would, uh, you know, the binder is the glue, so if there is a little bit of uh, a hole in the binder, water would get through and go into the underlying layers. And then obviously, water would behave like water, it would begin to erode the the underlying layers.
0: And how long do you ever monitor? Or do you do you know how long it takes for that water to erode away the binder?
1: You know movement of water um it is something that we it's it's going to be difficult to determine that and I'll tell you why because civil engineering materials are vast we have different types of materials and different types of materials have different uh seepage abilities, meaning their ability to sip in water and so forth so for example, I'll give you an example the way the the sponge sips water is different from the way uh paper would sip in water, for example. That's because they have different you know, they are pores. The pores that are in paper, you do know that they are pores in paper. Little pores mm-hmm. that you know, minute pores that you might not be able to see. Okay. And uh, so um because okay. of that, you know, the civil engineering materials are different. So the ingress how fast water gets in depend on the type of material that was used for that pothole or for that layer.
0: Okay, um, we've got a message in from Mark Lubo. Huh? Potholes need to be excavated and not just filled. Refixing is because contractors aren't doing the job correctly the first time. Could you say anything about that?
1: That is true. I won't deny that. And there are when, whenever a contractor did not do their job, uh, the JRA instructs them to go and do the work properly, or if they did the work and the work was not satisfactory, we do send them out to repair the work at their own cost. And we also have, um, I don't know um, if I should use the big word, it's called contractor liability period. So within that period, the contractor is still liable for any... any. How um,
0: long is this liabil- liability period? period?
1: It's about 12 months. Okay. That's 12 months. So during the 12 months will be observing the performance of the repairs or whatever work that the contractor would have done, and uh, just before it ends, then we would inspect this doesn't mean that all throughout the year we wouldn't be we wouldn't be inspecting in fact that's basically the reason for the contractor liability period. He too should be inspecting the work uh, for the next twelve months, and he will be using his own costs to repay it
0: okay yeah. thank you for that let's get back to our Questions okay. now. Would better driving be part of the solution?
1: The solution for uh, Benji, maybe.
0: Um, um, not necessarily potholes, but um, quality of roads and um, how often they need to be repaired.
1: Um, better driving has very little to do with um you know the quality of the road and I'll tell you why. When we design the road, we design the road for cars. So a real engineer knows that you have to design a a road that will withstand the different conditions that a car would impose on the road. So for example, if you know that your road will carry a lot of trucks, then you have to increase the quality of material that you're going to use, and that means more money. That means, more you know, the, uh, we have different levels of quality of materials in civil engineering. So there's G1, G2, G3, G7, uh, up to G7 or so. So if you have a road that has lesser traffic, then you would use the lower quality. And by the way, just to be sure, just so that you guys don't get confused on this, lower quality doesn't mean inferior. Okay, so I just need to make that clear. It doesn't mean that it is inferior. It just means that it can handle um, low levels of traffic, meaning it can handle uh, scooters, it can handle motorbikes, it can handle um, uh, cars, ordinary cars. But for roads like the M1, you have to use uh, better, higher quality material and, and so forth.
0: Okay, Um, on that note, let's take a song break. We will be back very soon.
1: Hi, Kids, for kids, by kids. They are the
0: Chai Kids. Your host today is Benji. This is Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Benji and you are still listening to the Chai Kids show on 101.9 Chai FM. Before we carry on with our interview with Tsepo Maimane from the JRA, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. It is sh- a short, sharp shock. A big, black block. And I have a general knowledge question to challenge your thinking. What is the main ingredient in guacamole? Send your SMS to 34519 or telegram to zero six one eight nine five. One o one nine. If you think you know the answer, I've Tsepo my in the studio with me today. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to three four five one nine, or a telegram to 061-895-1019. or you can also call o one o one four o three o two o. Now let us carry on with our questions. I've got two more questions for you, and then we're going to end the show. Now, my first one is, is there a specific design or way the roads in the country are built?
1: That's a very uh, interesting question, Benji. Thank you for the question. You know, there are different types of roads and, and materials that are used for roads. And I'll just give you an example. So you see the black top that we are talking about the one that's called tar okay all right so we have something called double seal. it's a double seal surfacing so the reason why it's called double seal is because it has two layers of stones lying on top of each other all right and then you have a single seal that's one layer of stones lying well they don't lie on top of any and on of Rather, they don't lie on top of each other. They lie on top of the underlying uh, sort of uh, layer, thick layer. All right. So, um, and then you have concrete roads. I don't think you were born at the time when we had concrete roads in, I think, on the M1. There was such
0: thing as concrete roads. Yeah,
1: concrete roads. There's a lot of them in America. Um, So, the advantage with concrete roads is that they last for a very long time, but the maintenance is very expensive. So um, you know the conventional ones that we know, the black top ones, they are cheaper, but they they be, they need a little bit of uh, regular maintenance.
0: Okay, and yeah. my last question for you: if you could say anything, absolutely anything to the world, what would you say?
1: I would say that it's possible for us to live together in peace. It's possible for us to create rules and follow them because if we create rules and follow them, we will have an orderly community.
0: Beautiful answer. And let's take another song break. And after the song, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 10 140 3020 Hi Kids for Kids by Kids They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Benji. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Benji and I'm eleven years old. Are you ready for the time twister? This is how it works. You can call us now on 010140. Three o two o, and I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in ten seconds. <coughs> Just a reminder that the general knowledge question is: What is the main ingredient in guacamole? So send your answers to three four five one nine or telegram to o six one nine five one o one nine. You can call now on o one o one four o. Three oh two O to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me Will he please start the timer A short, sharp shock, a big black block a short sharp shock, a big black block, a short sharp shock, a big black block a short sharp shock, a big black block and I got four do we Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? Okay, we do not. Now, let's wrap up the general knowledge question. The general knowledge question was, what is the main ingredient in guacamole? Lots of answers have come through for the general knowledge question. Thank you for playing. The answer is avocado. We didn't, unfortunately, we didn't get a... We didn't get a right answer, but well done to everyone who got it right at home and didn't send an answer in. This has been Kha Kids for kids, by kids. My name is Benji and I'm 11 years old. Thank you to my guest, Sepo Maimani, for coming on Kha Kids. Thank you to my producer, Senna, and Controller Vusi, for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Kha Kids show, only on 101.9 Chai FM. Also remember... 2. Listen out for Montgomery Jones and the Search for the Last World of Fantasy Stories audiobooks right after the show. You can also get the full stories on Mist Stop Productions channel on YouTube or on the website www.miststopproductions.com. Goodbye kids, I hope you enjoyed the show.